listening to what you shouldn't see. This is Nigh Unwatchable. Hamana, hamana, hamana. Hi there. Hello. And welcome. Welcome to the program. Um, this is Nigh Unwatchable, the show where usually we watch bad shit so that you don't have to. That's Chris. I'm Harrison. And this week... This week we shook things up a little. Did you do your homework, listener? No, Dale did his homework. Yeah, did you did you watch our but movie? I kind of forgot we assigned we assigned homework. We assigned yeah, there was assigned reading. Because for uh, this one uh, this time you actually could watch something that was good about really something good. nigh unwatchable, but not itself nigh unwatchable. Um Yes. The subject the documentary matters, itself yeah, is intense. Is very watchable. <laughs> Uh, we watched B.S. High. B.S. High. This is a documentary that dropped in 2023. That's this year. So this year. Wow. Um, but it pertains to events that happened like pretty recently, like the last year and the year before. I think, yeah, it's like 2019 um, to 2022 is like the span of time. It's like the full thing, but but it like all came to a head uh just last year. Oh, so oh this... that's in the okay. Oh sorry, I'll stop it. Yeah. This <laughs> No 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 no. This is I mean it's 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 a wild so like I I knew about a little bit about the case that that the that the documentary covers just because it became a, a meme. Like the that game there was a game against... Uh, I missed that. Well, I guess I'm see. not in it's... sports internet very often, so that makes sense. Yeah, the, uh, like basically the best high school in the country for football specifically. Um, it's like T... IMG? Is it? Isn't that it? Huh? Is, wasn't it IMG? Was that the that was the team they kept saying is like the pinnacle? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. That's it. IMG Academy. Thank you. Um, is like essentially. Uh, it's it's it, it's it's it is way nicer facility wise than most most junior colleges. Most I I have to imagine basically all community colleges. Some public colleges probably uh, it has nicer facilities than i would say probably most public colleges like when you think about a public university sure you have your uncs and your nc states of the world that are gonna yeah. be your like big rah-rah sports stadium alabama roll tide whatever but like just thinking about north carolina like i don't know north carolina is what like a dozen or so public universities I would I can't think that more than five have like any impressive sports shit. You know, the rest are probably yeah. just places with like a field and like a And certainly <laughs> certainly not to to this degree. I yeah. mean, this is one of the <laughs> most absolute insane like so because of that, because they're just well known for producing the best of the best I mean, like their their graduates have gone on to win Heisman's, have you know won Super Bowls. Like they're 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 pretty fucking credentialed, right? So they absolutely wiped the floor with some team called, and that was whatever. that called Bishop Sycamore. Thank you. And BS. And which I still just can't fucking believe that the acronym worked, but uh, <laughs> um, that was for a while. That was the whole story, right? Was just like, holy shit! Did you see that really good team just wipe the floor with that really bad team? That's it. That's like what the memes were. Were just like you know plays from the game where you're like, who the fuck authorized this? Um, and even if you watch, I didn't. I didn't watch the the game itself when it happened but i saw clips of like even the announcers partway through you know the people that are being paid by espn to commentate positively on the events transpiring on the field even those fucking dudes by the end of it are like this is unethical like this is you should not have put this team against such a, a a wildly superior in every category, like physically, 
you know, their playbook. It, it, it just, it wasn't even fair. They essentially they got beat up initiated for the time of a they game. They got beat up. Yeah. They got beat up by halftime. By halftime, they announced that it was going to be a running clock, which if, if you're not familiar with football, that means that you don't. The running clock is like the mercy rule. That's We're not going to stop the clock for anything. We're just going to let it run. Uh, we're going to put you know second, third, fourth stringers in. And even still, they were just absolutely, like all of these players were getting hurt to the point that, you know, some people looking at this were like, something is deeply, deeply wrong here. You know, there, 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 there needed to be a reckoning on some level. A lot of people immediately blamed ESPN, saying like, what, how dare you, you know, green light this event. This is not, you, you just made me watch children get hurt for several hours. That's not, that's not, which you could argue that's what football is uh, in any event, but it, 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 what set this one apart is that it, there's inherent danger to football, and then there's an unnecessary level of danger that was involved in this by placing these two teams against each other. So first they tried, you know, they being Twitter, being just the general populace tried to blame ESPN. And then it started, like, the main story started to become the coach who is yeah like what is this team bishop sycamore what is this school bishop who are sycamore? They? yeah how did they end up playing like a nationally known if you're in to football it, to a relatively deep degree you would be aware of img like the whole point yeah. of the school of img is to produce amazing football players think of a yep. math and science high school but for football instead of math and science like that's yep. that's the way to think of this place. So it's like this is like football high at versus yeah. another school. How does this like you would have to think that any team they play kind of has to also be trying to be football high. So like Oh yeah. Yeah. So this doesn't happen basically. I mean, and Harrison and I both exactly. played football, albeit not super well, but we played it in high school <laughs> and it was tried to horrible you were better at than i was but it was like fucking hard and fucking scary like shit when when we played little eight man football we didn't even play 11 man football because we went to a tiny little north carolina school and guess what it still was fucking scary you're still getting hit like really hard and fast by like really big dudes in high school i can't imagine playing on this level at the same age oh my god like talk about unethical like it's no it's one of those it's also part of and and we might we might get here in this in this episode maybe not but one of the i think important themes the subtext that is not really discussed Mm -hmm. in the doc which harrison's about to dive into but uh one of the important things to keep in mind in the back of your head for this episode is how fucking dangerous football is just in general it is a theme that is like so obvious that this documentary doesn't really deal with it at all because it's not what the documentary is about but it's also like the documentary isn't saying that we shouldn't consider football extremely dangerous either it is definitely like there as a subtext and is an important thing to remember that it's just like all of this is fucked yes this like we're gonna get to the most fucked version it can be but like that's part it. of it yeah. is remembering part of the whole point of this documentary is that like it can only get as fucked as it has gotten for a place like Bishop Sycamore in a in a like system and society that allows something in a general sense as fucked up as football to just be a thing. But two, just like as fucked up as schools about football to be a thing also like it's yeah but (laughs) so that's the thing is that you almost have um like in some ways i do think that this situation shows just how far we've come in producing safety standards for football when you see them not follow. Yeah. Like that was like when the gear is not up to snuff, when like the whole reason behind having divisions, you know, like tiers of, of schools that play one another and that don't necessarily cross over is to keep it from getting to these levels of unsafe. Yeah. 
You know, like, yes, there's always going to be danger involved. There's always going to be a level of like, is this cool that that we do this? I don't, I don't, I don't, this feels awfully gladiatorial to me, but okay. But I mean, Uh, I think it is worth keeping in mind because we are talking about like young, old teens, young men, depending. And, you know, it is like, we, we know that even at the top of the game where people have the best safety equipment, they're still killing themselves because they have brain problems from concussions at the age of 50. Well, and, so, like, and because it's required <laughs> in the game. Yeah. You know, it's like the point of the game is to throw yourself as hard as you can at another person. Uh, how you do that, when you do that, uh, depends on the, right. the position you're playing and all that. But creating a system that funnels but, youth into... What is effectively modern gladiator <laughs> rings is like maybe not yes. like maybe not what we should be doing. Well, <laughs> and that's the thing is that this really puts your feet to the fire of having to think about how much our society cheers that on. Because, dear listener, <laughs> it has long been a problem mm-hmm. at the collegiate level where you have, like, for instance, our dear, dear. Uh, Chris's alma mater, the team that I pull for, the University of North Carolina, has had just so many problems of being proven time. UNC is by no means an outlier here. Oh, no. You know? but and that, that is part that was, of the problem. That was my but, freshman year at UNC was like all of those famous football scandals at UNC. That was like when I started. Exactly. <laughs> and what they all revolved around, most of them, most of them, what most of them revolved around was the general idea that the education part of it was a total sham. You know, like it was those kids were there to play football, and I guess they kind of got an education-ish. You know, where like a lot of it was just show up and you get a grade. Some of it was not even you know, required to do that. So the NCAA, the 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 organization that oversees collegiate sports in the united states talks big game of like we're helping these kids get an education in a future and opportunities that they might not otherwise have access to that is true in some instances but they apply it too widely and say that that's the case far more often than it actually is when you get down to brass tacks I mean, whether that be from, I mean, first of all, you've just got to consider one hammy pulled, you're fucking done. Now, is that that good of a future for that kid if all of his eggs are in the basket of him not getting hurt in a situation where he is very likely to get hurt? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's and going to class ain't enough because going to class is nap time. When you're on one of these well, teams. And, because and on top of that. It's a job. You're working 40 plus yeah. hours a week for the football team. Going to practices and games. Yes. Like, and then to try to have school on top of that. Like, of course you're not going to fucking learn anything. <laughs> like, no. Like, it, it's so, like, um, uh, do you know that my cousin plays for uh, Virginia Tech? I had no idea. Good for your cousin. Yeah. I guess. I know, I hope right? they're fine um, in the future. Me too. But, uh, but I mean, like, he talks about how he's got, like, a fucking schedule. You know what? It's, like, honestly, it's way worse than 9 to 5, dude. Like, 9 to 5, you clock in, and when you clock out, you're done. It ain't like that here, you know? (laughs) It's shit that, like, we wake up at 5, do this, go to breakfast together, do that. Like, it, your whole days are, like, planned out for you, and, but anyway, the, the, the point in bringing it up is that, it has been in the cultural zeitgeist to talk about the ethics or the lack thereof in in especially I feel like football like how much are we really caring about the education part of it that's at the collegiate level this bs high goes the extra step of being like not only does it not fucking matter? You don't even need to have a school yeah. attached to it. Oh my god! So let's let's talk about the guy. Let's talk about the founder and kind of Roy, the gist, and then we'll and then we'll start Roy getting into the nitty gritty. 
I feel like you can dump the uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen this, but I think the way we should talk about this is just kind of say what the guy is and, like, throw it out there and then we'll talk about, you know, we'll talk about how that is so. But, but like, yeah, it's a... So initially, (laughs) initially, this guy Roy Jones has, has an idea to make a... He's from... Ohio, you know, he cheers for all the sports teams there. He he's just a big time. Uh, what, 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 Cleveland, I think Cleveland is where. Like basically, he wanted to make a rival to IMG Academy. He wanted to have his own. Like this is where you go to be put on the fast track to the very highest levels of of sports in this country you know like that that's how it started so he was like well you've got to have a school but his initial plans like you can see even from the get-go that like schooling was never that important well and i think one detail at the front here that is like how does how does this even get to begin to happen is that there was a school, I there was an, a church mm-hmm. that had an idea to have a Christian school, basically. And they yep. asked, he was doing work with that church, and they asked him if he wanted to, like, help out on this project of, like, we're going to, like, actually put together and, like, try to have a school. And he just, like, was like, all right, well, I want there to be a football program, and I want to be in charge of it. And then, like, ran away with that idea and, like, because it's not like he well, was like, I need to find something with a school. It's like a school presented itself, and then he saw an opportunity to just, like, make kids do football out of that. No, that's a that's a really, <laughs> really, really good point. Because it, it should be noted that that was his vision. That was not, like, the initial idea of the organization that put up the first round of money and also, like, greenlit him to go get investors was specifically for a Christian private academy. Yeah. Okay. And it's like a specific, this is a private academy associated with the African Episcopalian Presbyterian Church, I think. Yeah. I think it's a lot of work. I think it's AME. Okay. I think it's AME. But it was like, um, yeah, or Methodist Episcopalian or whatever. But it was like, you know, the idea is like, this is going to be like people, kids in the community who might not normally be able to afford something like a smaller private Christian ah. school would be able ah. to get greater access because it's associated with the church. Every, you know, everyone's going to be helping each other out because it's mostly within the African-American community in, in whatever town this is in, in Ohio. <sighs> oh, sorry. I'm uh-huh. getting, I'm and getting Chris. No, 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 no. <laughs> Chris, that is set. That's the thing. That is so important to that, to this story in particular, because what you have just identified is the good intentioned brick the first brick that we will lay down on this road to hell <laughs> is that no i'm serious is that like the 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 intent mm. was to to do the part of it that the NCAA says that they're going to do you know like the we're actually going to go into these communities and give an opportunity but to get an education and then he was also like, right, or Roy Jones was like, but what if we also had sports? And they're like, yeah, dude, kids love sports. Let's, let's, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but then Roy Jones starts drawing up plans for like facilities. Like he hires a graphic designer or some kind of like computer designer to mock up what these facilities might look like i I mean absurd shit right like like uh uh, basketball courts on every roof and you know like the academy is this big but then all the fields and the facilities are, are the main draw okay again this is not what the church like these aren't the church's plans this is this guy just decides, like, I'm going to have my vision for this, and I'm going to use these mock-ups as if it was a real thing that was, like, certain to exist to get both two things, investors 
and kids to play ball. So without the consent of the fucking church, he starts recruiting. And before there's even an agreement fully to build a fucking school. Oh, yeah. This is still within the realm of ideas. He starts literally recruiting kids and, like, doing early, like, pre-season practices before. There is no school. There is no Mm -mm. school at all. And he is, like, renting out some facility to have, like, practices had for, like, kids. Who, of course, there's an adult in the room. It's him. And they believe that this is a real thing, as you do. Right. Oh, my right. God. It's so... Oh, it just now, makes my skin crawl. Okay, but at this juncture, okay, at this juncture, we can give... And, and again, you have to watch the documentary because we're not going to be able to do, like, whatever we say about Roy Jones... You are underestimating how, like, out of control. Um, I mean, he's sick. He's sick. Oh yeah. Like it, 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 it really, it really. And as Harrison's like, like recounting <sighs> a lot of like what this is about. I mean, one one thing to keep in mind because it, it won't be, it isn't clear hearing us talk about it. The documentary is like Roy Johnson. Roy Johnson. Roy Johnson. The documentary Roy is sixty percent a. Face to camera interview with Roy Johnson. It's like yeah. over half of it is just him talking to the camera, and he, oh, what a con man! And like he is, what a con! Yes, oh my dude. god! And he is so like the he is he's a great he is a great con. He's man. good. Like and he's he's, great. he's got that best thing that any good confidence man can do, which is he can tell you the horrible thing he's doing in a way Mm -hmm. that briefly you know you're watching this doc so like obviously you're meant to like what the fuck which you do but for a Mm -hmm. split second after he says anything you can't help but like smile a little bit you know oh yeah you can't help but be like oh "Oh, you clever bastard or oh Mm. oh ha ha you know to anything he says but what he's saying is always like a a coy explanation for how he just like lied or like ripped people off or like didn't pay yeah. for whatever. <laughs> well, to the point that I would argue, like it takes about 20 minutes to kind of be like, wait a minute, is he, is he the big bad of this whole thing? <laughs> and then it's like, Oh my God, he is because he's just so likable. And also again, bear in mind at this juncture, in the development of this story, he still maintains a level of plausible deniability because he can still at this point say, I was expecting this thing to come together. You know, like, did I get these kids to come out to a school that did not exist? I did, but I thought the school was going to exist, right? You still have some level of that. Well, and then he says this line that I love, which is... <laughs> Which is <laughs> oh fuck! I I just had it. Sorry, keep going. I'll think of it in a second. Oh fuck! So that that is this is about where it starts turning because once the school or once the church finds out that he's doing all of this, they sever ties entirely. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're like, no, that's not what we signed up for. That's not what we're about. And now, our buddy Roy has a decision to make. Do I tell anyone this? Or do I just stay the course and pretend like everything's hunky-dory and that this school is going to exist when now it's been fully taken off the table? Like, this, this school, as he presented it, and, like, it also had a different name at that juncture. It wasn't quite Bishop Sycamore, and that's, like, kind of how he got around it, is that he just changed the fucking name of the school and was like, okay, now we're Bishop Sycamore and now we're like affiliated with this other group, kind of like a a boys and girls club type thing that there never seemed to be any sort of connection between them. He just claimed that that was true. And then when 
people started asking questions. They're like, we have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> like, that is not... I mean, just, like, true con man shit. Oh, yeah. Not, not like, not like, um... See, like, Trump is a con man, okay? But Trump is a con man in the way that, like, he plays a fucked up system to his personal advantage. This is, like, your down-in-the-dirt type of con man that's just, like writing checks that mean nothing you know and that bounce but still, and that it's like i would i would say he's still playing the fucked up system he's just doing it he's just not coming at it from the top level he's coming that's at true. it from the bottom that's true level. and i that's and true. that's the line that's there it is that's the line I so there's to quote. he says i just did what i i came or like i forget if he says this is his philosophy or if it's a decision he made but basically like i did what the rich people do and just pretended I like could because like rich people don't pay for stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. They just do. They just say they're gonna yeah. do a thing, which is like such a beautiful lie because it points out the reality that like not only is he a con man and he's doing this and it's fucked up, but like once he said that, all of a sudden Uber pops into my brain. All of a sudden, yes. fucking what's her face with the blood technology pops into my brain. Uh, like uh, you know, just just these. Th- 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 I, you I, know, I know what every, you're talking you, about. The blonde yeah. con woman who just went to prison. And by the way, listener, I can hear you yelling at us right now. <laughs> I can hear the answer that you're yelling, and I'm refusing to say. It. Theranos. There we go. Theranos. Theranos. But um. Yes. Theranos. But yeah, sh- like these people are no different than Roy Johnson. You know, it's like Uber is famously a company worth absolutely nothing. Like it is a company where <sighs> they just keep saying with WeWork. It's just like we keep buying yeah. stuff and we keep finding yeah. people to invest and give us money. But it's just it's there's nothing there. You're just throwing money into a pit. And like it's just like, damn, like. He is doing what the rich people do. Like, and there is no difference. Like, I'd like to say, but he doesn't have any money. It's like, no, he's doing exactly what the rich people do. They also don't pay for anything. You know, like, Trump also famously writes checks that bounce. Like, like, all of these people are con men. And, like, watching a not super rich con man do an interview, like, made my brain be like, oh, my God. It, like, reduced it. Because I'm used to rich people con man talk. But they do it in a way right. that kind of obfuscates the fact that they're conning. But like him just being right. so blunt about it is like, oh my god, everything he's saying is like what every major American corporation does. <laughs> like- right. And and because like because he kept falling back on like, what law did I break? What law did I break? Which again is like what every you know the uh, the difference is that he didn't have the power to change the laws to favor himself in the way that super rich people but do. he like when yeah. they're saying we follow the law what they really mean is we paid some people to make this the law <laughs> that we now choose to follow sometimes and even that we can't get on the same <laughs> fucking page about anyway but roy johnson basically you're right because he found he found the other side of that coin which is well if there is no law about it then who's to say i can't do it you know (laughs) and that's kind of the incredible thing like there is this because apparently in i'm not gonna get the quote there is no law that no there is a the law about being a non-public school in ohio is that you have total control there is no Mm -hmm. oversight for being a private school a private high school in ohio not at all oh what's that oh what's that no oversight. what's that chris no chris 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 did you just did you just say that private schools can do whatever the fuck they want without any I did government I, oversight and it, I did say that oh Chris did you did you just did you just imply that it could have some very serious consequences <laughs> that will forever alter and sometimes destroy human lives you know is that is that what we're getting I at? think that might be what I was implying I don't know if I I don't know I said it as well Ronnie DeSantis. <laughs> Ronnie DeSantis told me that actually, God, these private schools don't have any control over what's happening. So we need more charter schools and blah, blah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, the the 
the change happens when, like, he has this moment where he can kind of say the jig is up, but at the same time, he's in it now, you know? Like, what are you referring these kids to are you? showing up to practice, oh, okay. Roy. Like, he, 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 he's at this crossroads where, like, once it became absolutely certain that the school was not going to happen, he should have backed out. But he also kind of read the field, and he saw that, like, well, this might be highly objectionable and immoral, but it's not technically illegal, and that's the and there's a fantastic quote from like one of the guys that he like he's just a bookworm mm-hmm. you know he's he's his role in the documentary is just to be like actually there are rules against this uh but they're just rules they're like rules within an organization that 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 has no actual you team. know it's like a state org right. that governs high school sports in Ohio but it doesn't have any actual power to enforce the well, rules if they're broken. Well, as as was fucking proven, but he he his counter to that was basically saying like there are instances in which something is so ludicrous, so obviously wrong <laughs> that it just goes completely beyond the pale to imagine that we have to tell other people that it's against the law to do this. And I think he's exactly right, where it's just like, this is such a highly specific thing, where it's like, I didn't imagine that we would get to a point where we had to explicitly be like, don't use children for what is effectively gladiatorial slavery. That's that's not <laughs> something you should be fucking doing. That's wrong. Especially if you're not even going to pretend to give them an education. Like, that's the thing, is that at least the NCAA and all these other organizations are able to hide behind that and oh, say, yeah. oh, we're giving them a better life. This is this is none of Oh, that. it's a shittier none life. Yeah, that. one of the little details that's less interesting in this format, but certainly more interesting in the in the documentary itself, is is the team traveling for games and doing different activities for, like, practices and stuff. So they'll like go into town as teams do and stay at a hotel or whatever. And then all of a sudden they get kicked out of the hotel because Roy hasn't paid them. You know, it's like, like really sketchy stuff. Roy, you know, is the adult in the room and is supposed to have like food figured out. You have kids having like one meal a day, people who are playing football and burning thousands of calories a day, having one meal a day. And it's like a craft singles, you know, macaroni and cheese, like... Just like, yeah, not extra, not cool. Not just like this is disorganized and no one's thinking. Like, this is what happens. Like, you're you got all these kids yeah. and you have no plan and you're responsible for them and you have no fucking well, because clue how to deal with that. And he keeps pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And especially like the point in which it really like there there are a series of things that get like progressively more unethical. You know what I mean? And the because it's not just like at this point, all we have is that Roy is denying them an education. That's really bad. Right. But listener, it gets fucking worse. It gets way fucking worse. Like I was already so frustrated at that point because it's like not only are you selling these kids on the dream of like celebrity and pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and all of that but you're not you're taking away from some chances that they would have elsewhere and that's the thing roy fucking knows that because one of the first things out of his mouth in the documentary is you know, he says something to the effect of like these kids are these are kids that thought they were going somewhere. You know, he wants to make it abundantly clear that if they had taken a different route, they wouldn't have gotten anywhere. Which like a he doesn't fucking know that, but b uh, how how can you fucking say that? Because if they had gone anywhere else than where you led them, they would have been in 
better circumstances. Yeah. Because maybe they would have gotten something resembling an education. And we're talking about people maybe. who, like, you know, we're talking about kids whose this is the way out, you know? This is their hope, is, like, yeah. I can be great yeah. at a sport, and that'll be a path out of an impoverished life that I grew up in. And it's... That right. is not an uncommon story in America by any stretch. But to take those kids and to pretend that you're giving them that kind of opportunity, not only is that alone unethical, but to your point, it is just what an unforgivable waste of time for those kids. Yes. And it is yes. unforgivable because it is time it is the most important time if you are athletic. If you are trying to be an athlete, 17 to 21 is those are the years, baby. <laughs> That's like Dude, if you're <laughs> if you're anything though, Chris, if you're fucking anything, like that's the thing is that we we tell kids that like, oh, you know, it's high school, you can make mistakes or whatever. That's becoming less and less fucking true. Like because of the way that our society is structured, and the way that things tend to work out, you kind of got to get some things right. Oh, you got to get your ticket. Especially. There is no entry uh, without ticket. Especially <laughs> if you don't have the money to buy your way out. Yeah, exactly. You that's, can only do. That's the part of you it. You can fuck around if you, if you come from money. But yeah, otherwise. Yeah. Oh, all day long. I mean, and I mean, it's no one's helping you. Like every, I mean, we know it's a society of gates. Everything is a gate and you got to figure out how to grease the doorman or get your own key or whatever it is to get you through that door. And then there's another door on the other side. You got to figure out how to get through. (laughs) Yep. And, and like, not only is he getting these kids at a time where they've got, to to make some pretty big life decisions in a small amount of time he's also getting not kids uh that's another thing that comes up is that eventually it's revealed that at least one of the players played in juco played in junior college and then went back to high school yeah which is unheard of that's another instance of like the is there a rule against it? it's like well, we didn't fucking think that we had to specify. It should be you know, obvious it's that really... a twenty-one-year-old shouldn't be playing a sixteen-year-old on the field. <laughs> I, oh, Chris, wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you think that that would be obvious? But no, everything's got to be litigious and fucking stupid around here. One quick aside, because I am curious if if this floated through your mind when you were watching. Okay, there was a team we played in high school. Chris, you fucking know that that's the only thing I was thinking the entire fucking time that I was watching. There was a team we played in high school that was like, I forget where the fuck they were, but somewhere not super, some more rural place in North Carolina. And it was like pretty obvious on the field that we were playing some kids who were like 20 years old. <laughs> like, yeah. It was like, damn, that is that is the kind of like look and size and musculature that like one does just just doesn't have in high school like maybe you know like sure maybe in our high school there were like three people who actually kind of looked like buff dudes set at the age of 17 18 i can think of like right. three at the top of my head but that was it it's not common for high schoolers to like look like that <laughs> well especially in our division because that was the thing that was fucked up about that is that they kept staying in our division that it's like you guys could play against some colleges if you want i don't know that we need to be doing this here this is kind of a small rinky dink thing that oh god oh dear face yeah oh no um (sighs) so though i don't think we lost every game i think we won one of those games so oh not in our tenure not Not in our our i thought there was one not us no like i'm sure we weren't playing are you sure there wasn't like at least one ah yeah maybe i'm dreaming who remembers Uh, high school football i don't fucking know it was so long but (laughs) like at this pivotal moment he's not giving them an education he's not even making them really practice like it becomes increasingly clear that that i think it like one of the players called him out because he's like yo this is from madden the video game you got these plays this playbook is from 
the Madden video game. <laughs> and he got like yelled at and chewed out. So he's also like he is doing a psychological fucking number on these kids. Right? So earlier we mentioned that they are specifically pulling kids from less affluent places. Maybe they don't have a parent around. Uh, at least one kid is like, yeah, dude, my, my dad's been in jail like my whole life. Um, so I looked up to Coach Roy as a father. And he knows that. And he's fucking taking advantage of that. He's taking advantage of that trust. He's taking advantage of the fact that, like, I'm so sorry. I don't care how fucking dedicated you are. If you tell a kid that, like, we're not going to do something hard today, they're going to fucking take it. You know, like, all of the kids, when it's like, yeah, but why didn't you say anything? It's like, fuck you. You wouldn't have said anything. That's like, that's like, what? You're going to be the kid... That's like, well, actually, the teacher uh, showing up 15 minutes late doesn't mean that we're allowed to leave. You know, like, you're not going to be that. Like, there's there's just social pressures involved, and he's taking full advantage of that. But it gets even worse and even darker when you realize, like, how thoroughly Roy has fucked these people's lives lives not just for the present he has ruined them for all time to come because the thing to me that is the most fucked up it's all fucked up but like the real cherry on top is that he (laughs) oh my god he fucking took advantage of something called ppp loans during the pandemic the government offered assistance to like small organizations and businesses and you know tried kind of as much as our government is allowed to try to help people it kind of did that this fucking bastard made these kids like largely without their knowledge they were just signing shit and he's like oh yeah this is like the paperwork to be on tv or whatever And apparently he was filing loans with the federal government that these kids were fully unable to pay back because, again, they're kids. And again, they're not working. They're in his rinky-dink, half-assed, bullshit, fake school. And this is good news, though. This is the one thing. It's not good that he did this or this happened, but this is the one thing that could actually put him in prison. Like oh oh oh, oh. everything else that's a good point. Everything else he can't get away with, but and he can get away with this. But given how, because if you see this documentary, Roy loves to say he didn't do a thing, and then do like a cutesy little aside comment that like basically is like, but But if I did do that, you know, yeah yeah yeah, and like this is fraud. Like this is that's what that is. That's straight up. So like straight up. Now your name isn't on the paperwork. So in a sense, it's like, well, you know, possession and documents are kind of like nine tenths of the law, really. So if your name's on the thing and you did literally sign it, then like, you know, that does hold you responsible to a point. However, when you're a minor and an adult hands you a thing to sign it, like there's a level where it's like, I can see him wiggling out of that. And I can also see him not wiggling Mm. out of that. It really just depends on how good the lawyers are on either side. But there's a chance and that's, that he goes to prison for the PP loan thing. Because that is well, big that's time what, fraud. <laughs> that's what fucking bothers me is that, like, who's going to fight on behalf of these kids? Oh, yeah. And you probably know? no who's one. Who's going to defend them? It's also the federal government, which means, like, by the time it has been noticed that money is owed, like, those these kids are going to be almost 30, you know? They're going to get, like, a letter in the wow. mail from the IRS demanding shit. And... They might be like, ah, I don't know. Like people tend to just pay that shit when the government tells you it needs money, you know? But what about how badly it fucks up your credit score in between? Yeah. I mean, what what, what about like how thoroughly it fucks up your understanding of how this is even supposed to work? Like there's just, there's so, that's really 
you're right that it's the thing that prosecutors would be likeliest, the most likely to get Roy on. But it is, to me, it's the most callous thing that he did. No, and you're right. Because it's like, you are running the risk of ruining these people. This country, the society, does not fucking forgive or forget when it comes to your fucking credit. That is effectively a death sentence. You are dooming them to a life of debt, which will probably lead to a life of crime, which the whole system is uniquely set up to fuck them in a much harsher way than is actually relevant to the crime in question. Like, the whole future that he has just doomed them to is is it's unbelievably dark it's an unbelievably horrible indictment on just so many parts of the american system and society but not the least of which is just the simple fact that he's not even really hiding it that much he's not certainly not, he's not. in the ways you would want and then <clears throat> It got to the point where it was revealed that when it came to putting together this team and not having the school and X, Y, and Z, it's not illegal. It's not illegal. And that, of course, is the big thing. That's the big theme and point of this whole documentary is like, this is not only is it not illegal, but like there is little hope that it's going to change and become oh, legal. Because, Oops, Chris, in some ways, it's encouraged. Not to not to do the thing... No, but it where, is. Like, someone at the end points out really well that, like, the only thing that Roy did differently from a ton of other institutions around the country is there just wasn't an actual school. But, like... Nothing he did was different as far as like you're not really giving them a future. You're giving you're dangling a carrot, a golden carrot that oh, yeah. may or may not the come to fruition. The vast majority of IMG players, even you know whatever reputable institution as it may be, it's like they're not playing pro sports. If all of their graduating no. class went into pro football teams, you'd have heard of them. You know, like this was my first yeah. time hearing about them was watching this documentary. And it's like, I have no doubt that they have. I mean, well, they do have many players who have graduated and gone to play starting field for college football teams, but not most. Yeah. Not even half. You know, yeah. most of these kids are just playing really high level football and then they're done with a high school degree. And that's all they have at the end of the day. Uh, or they get hurt because they're playing such high level football yeah. all the time. And it is part of football that you get hurt. Yeah. And you have which is which is like fucked up. And that's where the rest of life. <laughs> that's the thing. Yes. Like for as much as I enjoy football as a sport, like it really does. This is where it forces you to think about Oh, yeah. It, you know, in, in, in a way that you're just like, you cannot extricate the violence, the fundamental violence of the thing, because it is the violence that makes it such a tenuous golden carrot to offer in the fucking first place. So, like, these people that are putting all of their eggs into this goddamn basket... If that basket breaks, their life is effectively fucking over. And that's just like... I mean, and that is true. That's what pro sport... Pro, the it game happens all the time. pro sports... Like, I don't mean the real... Obviously, the game of the system of pro sports is like, don't get hurt until after you get paid, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's fine yeah, totally. as long as you make it to a pro team and get your signing bonus before you injure yourself. <laughs> Oh, dude. And that's the thing is that even that is getting to the point of like, well, but wait a minute. Then let's say that they do go all the way. They get to the fucking NFL and then they start to figure out that all this time they've been like accumulating brain damage. So not only have you 
not had experience in the workforce to re-enter it in an effective manner, uh, your mental capacity might be legitimately decreased because you did this thing. What? 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 what are, are, are we okay with that? And I mean, to us, can you, I think it's... At any level. And I think it's fair to say, any like, level. it will be decreased if you are doing pro football. Like... Case in point, yeah. how many pro football players have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar their situation? You know, like LeBron James, <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, there are like a ton of NBA players who have just like learned a dozen languages and gotten PhDs yeah. and are like, they use yeah. their money to become, I mean, LeBron's still fucking playing and he still is like used his nope. money to become highly educated. And it's just like, you can't do that. You don't see that as much in the NFL. Not that it doesn't happen. Yeah. But you just don't see it yeah. as much. <laughs> yeah. And that, that, that I don't know. I, it's, it, it, it sucks. It sucks even to talk about that when it comes to adults, you know? And yeah, I fucking get it, man. I, like, I, I hear the other side of the argument where they're like, well, you know, adults are free to make their own decisions, good or bad. And it's like, I, I hear you and I get you to a degree, but you're not taking into account how much of these people's lives have been geared towards this is your only way out. This is all you get. These are the only quote unquote fucking bootstraps available to you. Pull yourself up suffer physically financially dance for me i dance dude it's dance it's for dance me. for me it's dance for me god damn it it's just it's it's just it's overwhelmingly dark and i do think that it takes you seeing it happen to children to be like wait a minute wait <laughs> yeah a minute, wait no a minute, if, wait a minute this is really bad hmm <laughs> What about all the people doing this for 20 years? What if we did it to kids? (laughs) I know. Well, it it, it just... I think we got to wrap it up. We're getting getting to the hour, and I have to go back to work. But... Well, this was only, we could talk about this I'll forever. Say, I could honestly see could. us doing maybe we we'll do a like a reprisal special episode where we kind of talk about this more and expand the subject. If that's of interest to you, let us know. Shoot us a comment or a DM. Let us know. Um, or if it's really not of interest to you, also let us know. Well, uh, should I spoil what what's next on the docket, or or save it? Ooh, yeah, no, no, spoil what's next. You don't have to. We're gonna. You know, yeah, yeah, we're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna watch Milf Manor. We're gonna finally do we're it. Do it. It's been in the chamber. We're gonna do it. I've staved it off for as long as possible. The people have spoken. I'm a man of the people, Bubbies. <laughs> what can I say? So yeah, we'll see you in the future um, with the Milf Manor. Episode. So watch it. Uh, fuck Roy Johnson. He's a he's a terrible terrible person. But yeah. But as they very astutely pointed out in the documentary, he is a symptom. He is not the problem. Yeah. BS high. Okay. HBO or Max or whatever the fuck. Yep. HBO. We are at. It is nigh. Come, come talk to or us. Or Nye Unwatchable. Or, wait, no. At Nye Unwatchable. If you type it in, it'll pop up. God damn it. I got so close <laughs> to a perfect app. All right. I'm out of here. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.